welcome to the Dairobi Health Show. I am excited today to do an episode on hemoglobin A1C. And this one started off out of personal interest because in my last doctor's visit, I had blood work done, I learned that my A1C level was 5.6. Now, I'm a health guy, I'm in the health world. I own a supplement company, I exercise every day, and I eat pretty darn good. And so this is a little bit disappointing, I'm not going to lie. I thought 5.6. Now, that's in the normal range, don't get me wrong, but it's the very, very tippy top of the normal range. 5.7 to 6.5 is is uh, pre-diabetic. Um, and as I say that, it doesn't sound quite right. Let me pull up the actual uh, stats here. Yeah, so 4.8 to 5.6 is considered the normal range. And as I mentioned, I was at 5.6, the very highest you can get without going into the pre-diabetic mode. Uh, then 5.7 to 6.5 is pre-diabetic, and 6.6 and higher is considered diabetic. And by the way, if you're over the age of 45, it's highly recommended that you have your A1C tested at least every three years. Um, just to make sure that you're not, you know, getting outside of the range. And of course, if you're pre-diabetic or diabetic, uh, you'll you'll need to be more aware of this, more uh, tested, and 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 you should generally be under the care of your physician uh, to um, be watching over this this situation. And so, so this is a bit alarming for me. Thinking, geez, I I work pretty hard on my health. Why am I at the top of the range? Now, I'm not a perfect eater. And don't have a perfect lifestyle. I, I'm, a, I'm a health conscious person, but that was the first epiphany. I thought, you know, I, I probably feel like I'm doing better than I am. It was a wake up call. It was a maybe I'm justifying too many treats. Maybe I'm eating a little too sporadically. It made me make a few changes, which I'll talk about here in a minute, and that you might need to do as well. As a matter of fact, if you haven't had your A1C tested in a little while, It'd probably be smart to go see your doctor and get that tested. This is a number we should all know about. What it indicates is your average blood sugar level over about the last 90 days. And it is a key marker in our health uh, to determine whether we are in a healthy range of how we manage our blood sugar or pre-diabetic or worst case, of course, diabetic. So something that we ought to have tested, it's generally part of a a physical, when you get a, a regular physical, which I hope, dear listener, that you are doing on a regular basis, it's one of the numbers that is on the test that, that you get. And, um, you know, along with your triglycerides and, and the variety of other things that you typically get, uh, this is considered one of the foundational tests. So we all should know that number, but I'm embarrassed to say that being a health professional, I've never paid enough attention to this until recently because of my own number being kind of high. And so I thought, you know, I'm probably not the only one out there. It could be that you also, if you're tested, uh, will find that how you think you're doing in your health may be slightly, you know, not not quite as good as you think. Now, of course, some of this is genetic. Uh, there are certain elements of of our genes that some people would would have a higher number than others, and and probably do better in certain ranges than others. Uh, you know, like everything in health, um, it's it's not necessarily black and white. But these scales should be taken seriously. In other words, 
it could be that no matter how healthy I am or how hard I work on it, that my natural A1C will just be on the high end of the normal scale. That could be, but you know what? I'm still going to make some lifestyle changes and work on it. And I'd like to talk to you, uh, to you about those here really quickly because some of these might apply to you as well. The first one that I did is I got more regular with my eating. I've been doing a lot of uh, personal experimentation with my intermittent fasting, testing eating at earlier times, testing dirty intermittent fasting, where sometimes I ate, but just like my supplements and a drink or like a fiber drink, a greens powder, something like that before I had a, a real first meal at at uh, nine o'clock or 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. And then in the evening, I was somewhat inconsistent, sometimes having dinner at five o'clock, sometimes having dinner at six or seven o'clock. And from all my, my research and from doing this show, one of the things I've come to believe is that eating at regular times is important for a variety of reasons. And not just for this particular reason of managing blood sugar levels, but also for our general circadian rhythm and for hormone management. And so one of the things I did is I got more strict. I'm trying to eat my first meal right around 10 o'clock in the morning and trying to be eat my last one as close to six o'clock as I can every single day. I also cut out snacking in between meals. I'm trying the best I can to eat till I'm satisfied three meals a day. Uh, breakfast at 10, lunch at two or three. I do get, you know, I, that kind of depends. I might have meetings, whatever. I can't get that one as accurate as I seem to be able to get my breakfast or dinner. Uh, so it fluctuates a little bit. And then dinner at six, as I mentioned. If I am really hungry, I'm trying to keep my snacks very healthy. Uh, one of the things I, I, I'm, I'm doing is trying to eat an, an apple a day, whether it's with a meal or as a snack. So if I'm going to have a snack. It's usually an apple and some almonds. Or something like that. So a healthy snack, not a sugary snack. So those are a couple things I've done. I've I've standardized the times that I eat, and that's probably something you ought to think about as well. And as I've mentioned many times on the show, got a little more strict on what I eat after dinner, even you know parties on the weekend, whatever. I, I'm not a black and white thinker. I don't like the idea of never going to a party and having a treat at eight or nine o'clock. I think our bodies are perfectly capable of handling that. Uh, but if I'm not careful, I get a little bit out of control where two or three times a week, I find I'm breaking my fast after dinner if I'm not really careful. So I'm being more strict, trying to make sure that's no more than once a week or less, um, which I just think is a fantastic health habit. Another one that I, I worked on and improved personally is my supplement strategy. Um, I take Mimi's Miracle Multi, of course, which has direct blood sugar management products in it, uh, Chromium GTF being the main one. And what I did, I added on a dose of pounds and inches drops in the evening because that gives me 500 mcgs more of Chromium GTF plus other um, uh, weight loss ingredients included in the pounds and inches drops that help to manage blood sugar as well. And so I've added that into my routine, even though I'm not really on a diet, I don't really need to lose weight. I am currently at my ideal body weight and, and um, my, my body fat percentage is in a range I'm happy with, but I'm taking the pounds and inches drops directly to lower my AC1 from the high end of the normal range. And so that's another thing that I have done. Um, and then of course, when I'm eating, um, I'm trying to keep um, any like blood sugar spiking foods 
to a minimum, eating according to the rules of the undiet, a balance of healthy carbs, fats, and protein with each meal. And again, to keep me from snacking, I'm trying to keep that protein really high with each meal. And and that to me is the ultimate thing I can do to control my own cravings. And so those are some of the things I'm working on. And by the way, on our blog, we've posted a whole piece about hemoglobin A1C that I'd recommend. And um, that piece is at uh, blog.dirobi.com slash understanding hemoglobin A1C. Uh, chances are you won't remember all that, and that's fine. I'll put a link in the show notes so that you can get more detail that I'm covering here in the podcast. However, if you're like me, I just hope that this is... Uh, Something I'm bringing to your attention the same way it was brought to my attention when my number started to move up to the high side. I'm 57 years old. And so for the first time in my life, I'm on the high side of that scale. As far as I can remember, it's never been brought. I mean, doctor did mention, hey, your A1C is okay, but you are right at the number. And so this is a bit of a wake-up call. That could be the same for you too. I don't know. Something uh, like I say, this is a, a critical number in the health community to know. Uh, it's important as, as many other numbers that, that get tracked, uh, but has not been to me because it's never been a concern. And so now it is, and maybe that's true for you too. So a few more tips here on managing A1C. Cut down on highly processed foods and sugary treats, of course. Those directly affect your blood sugar more than proteins, high quality uh, carbs or fats will. Um, as I mentioned, as far as Dairobi supplements, both our Pounds and Inches Drops and our Mimi's Miracle Multi are specifically designed for weight management and blood sugar management. There's clinical studies on chromium GTF showing that it helps regulate blood sugar. And so for some of you, if you're done with our Pounds and Inches Drops as far as achieved your weight loss goals, I would highly recommend you now add in the Mimi's Miracle Multi as your ongoing maintenance management tool because of that. It's not like any other multi. If you're not familiar with it, make sure and look at the ingredients at dirobi.com to see what I mean. Uh, lifestyle, uh, again, eating at regular times, it makes a big difference. Next, what you drink, cutting back on soda, cutting down on sugary drinks, creamers, all that type of stuff, and drinking mostly water, of course, a great health habit. And um, if you get sick of water, back to, back to uh, some dirobi solutions, uh, we have Focus Up you can add in the afternoon, which I think tastes delicious. To be honest, I didn't think it tasted delicious the first time I tried it. It had to grow on me, but now I love it. It's a, a fantastic substitute for coffee in the morning or a pick-me-up in the afternoon and adds a little bit of flavor. We also have a NeuroBoost, which is a fantastic natural energy drink that also has a nice orange flavor. So you can add that to your water and get a bunch of additional um uh, well, some some a little caffeine for a boost as well as a lot of health. It's a it's a healthy natural um, energy drink. Both uh, both um, uh, NeuroBoost and Focus Up are natural uh, energy drinks. The other thing that we have to offer that can really improve your water drinking habit is our greens and red superfood, and I have a, a a drink of that every single day. Another thing, if you have any digestive issues. If you have our greens and red superfood and that is not giving you all the fiber that you need or you have digestive or um, issues in, in your regularity or whatever, another little thing you could do is add a little bit of psyllium husk, a very 
inexpensive powder you can buy off of Amazon or your local health food store. So these are just a few ideas you can add to your water habit to make it more functional, to taste better, and to add a lot of phytonutrients and uh, general health boosting things into your water. And those are three items that we sell at dirobi.com. And so I hope this has been interesting to you. I, again, again, I'm 57 years old. This has never really been on my radar because I've never really had a challenge with it in the past. But it is something that if you're not aware of, next time you get your yearly physical done, I highly recommend that you pay attention to that. Ask your physician how you're doing and and then take these natural steps anyway. Like everything I've mentioned in this podcast is a healthy habit that all of us should be doing. Like whether it's eating at a regular time, eliminating sugary drinks, cutting down processed foods, or adding blood sugar management supplements into our diet. These are all healthy things we ought to be doing anyway. And if we do, hopefully we'll avoid any problems with our A1C. But to be sure, you ought to have the test. And then if you're on the high side as I was, I'm hoping next time I get tested, I've brought it down through being more strict with my diet, as I've mentioned. Again, we have a whole post on this at blog.dirobi.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. And until next time, this is Dave Sherwin wishing you health and success. <music>